Welcome back, guys. Today we have Mariah, one of Angie's friends. Yep, yep. Um, she's going to be talking a little bit about the military, life in the military. You were there for quite some time. 23 years. 23 freaking years. So you re-enlisted how many times then? Uh, every time I did... Every every time I re-upped, I did it for six years, and I'm terrible at math, so that would be about up to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> four times. So you renewed four times, right? Yeah. Um, I'm still doing math yeah, in my head. I don't even know. I'll agree with you all day long. I don't know. It started, started out processing, you know, right about your 24th, which would have put you at about four times of renewing that contract. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, before we get into everything, let's get into this weather today, huh? Oh, I know. How beautiful nice. was that? It is really nice. It was a, I walked out, I was like, whoo! It's a little warm today. Yeah, you tell me that stuff, and then I leave my house and almost froze to death at the gas station. <laughs> and a guy yes. pulls up in a t-shirt, and he goes, fuck New England! I'm moving to Florida! And I was like, oh, okay. First off, if everyone moves to Florida, it's going to sink into the ocean. Oh, yeah. That boot. <laughs> you can't all move there. No, but today's weather was beautiful. I it loved was. it. Until the wind started picking up, and I was like, mm, yeah. Oh, welcome back to New England. Yeah. With my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, so what year did you enlist? 1995. 95. Okay. Jesus, I was still in high school. I was a junior <laughs> in high school in 95. Um, I was 17 and I walked, I went into my recruiter's office on my 17th birthday and told him I wanted to um, enlist. And two months later, December 28th, 1995, I enlisted. And so then it was like, did you do ROTC first? No, or? they didn't. Back then, they didn't have that kind of stuff. It was, yeah. oh my God, it was so long ago. They, you did, you used to do like one weekend back when it was, um, well, it's Camp, what is it now? Camp Niantic. It was Camp yeah. Rao, Camp Wiker, down in Niantic. Um, they give you one and then you would drill with your unit and just be lost in the freaking sauce because you have no idea what's going yeah. on. Yeah. My first drill, I had no idea that you weren't supposed to wear your hat inside. I wore the fucking <laughs> can, you, can I swear? Yeah. I wore the fucking hat all day and no one told me <laughs> a thing. Yeah, it was like, mortifying when I found I had no idea. I didn't know. You're like, I just like my hat. It's yeah, comforting. I thought know? it looks cute. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? It's wow. true. It's true. Um, when I did, I did a pre-enlistment mm -hmm. before I went into the army, and like all that summer, they made us do like the weekends yep. and every project that they did. They were like, "Oh, well, the army's gonna go be in Yukon's parade. You guys got to go do that." Oh. And I'm like, "Wait, what?" Uh, okay, so we're walking next to a tank. Yeah. <laughs> to promote us, cool, cool. To thank you, to thank us. Can yeah. we just have the day off, please? Right, right. Can we get that out there? Right. I, I mean, I see the memes every year. Yeah. We really would appreciate it. Yeah, not yeah. having to go to the. Parade. So you were in the army, correct? Yeah, National Guard. National Guard. Okay, there is a difference. <laughs> You're like, there is a difference. Um, did you ever do like any of the like the National Guard commercials? Are all like water jumps and like everybody doing all that rescue stuff? Have you ever helicopter helicopter rescued someone off a house? <laughs> no, we had to shovel. We had to shovel snow off roofs. We've had to. Um, we when we came back from Afghanistan in 2012. We had, we're, what was it, Storm Nemo, the big, huge... Th um, the hurricane? No, um, the snowstorm. Yeah. Oh. They I had us out in the now. trucks patrolling Waterbury. So mm -hmm. we would, I'm not even lying to you when I say this to you. We were in an LMTV, and we come up, and the roads are just shit. 
and there's a, a person in an ATM trying to get money. It's like two in the fucking morning. You know what I mean? I like have to get out of the freaking vehicle. Like I'm like, what are you doing? That's the kind it's of a national emergency, crazy person. What are yeah. you doing? So to touch on that, you just said in your deployment. So you were deployed. Yep, I deployed in um, 2011 and 2012. We're getting a little bit ahead of time. Okay, I want to know why. Why did you choose to join? Okay, so I went to... Because um, 17 is a really young yeah. age to just yeah. walk in there and be like, this is what, what I want. What did you choose to join? Um, I grew up in Hampton. Have you ever been to Hampton, Connecticut? It's a little yeah. town. So, um, it's where the rich people live. So. Yeah, I was very, very, very poor. I was very poor. And um, I went to Windham Tech, and I wasn't that smart. So it, I didn't have to, because, because I wasn't in a regular high school, I didn't have to take SAT, so I never did any of that. I was super lazy, too, which is really funny. Cause so like, I didn't go out of my way Why to did I go those? to the fucking <laughs> army, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I knew that I wasn't really going to do anything. I lived in Lomanic, and I knew that I was going to be either on drugs or dead if I didn't have some sort of structure in my life. Yeah. And, um I chose the National Guard because I was too chicken shit to go regular army. And I look back and I think that would be the one change in decision that I would have made. I would have done at least a couple years regular army and gotten myself out there to learn how to like be that adult on my own and then come back and do the National Guard. Okay. You're like, I would have retired in the National Guard, but done done a little, done a little extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the National Guard is still, I mean, they're still big. Uh-huh. It's still, like, a super big decision for, like, any 17-year-old to be like, hey, this is what yeah. I'm going to do. Yep. Even if they're lazy. I was like, the 17-year-olds I know now that are lazy are just lazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew that I didn't. I needed to do something with my life. I went to Vinyl Tech. Oh, okay. So, in yeah. Town, and I also, that was one of my choices, Marines. Yeah. Never got in done. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, I get it though. You, you aimed a saying. little high, bro. You yeah, a little bit too high. high. You aimed a little high. Even, the even, army would have taken listen, you. Listen, <laughs> even National Guard they didn't accept me. What? Yeah. What? Oh, why? Okay. What was the reasoning? I only got one kidney, so they're like, we don't want to oh, be liable. Yeah, no. They're like, no, we don't want to be liable. I'm like, really? Yeah, no, bro. I'll, I'll sign waivers. You're like, I, I get it though. I'm a kid, and you're taking my dream away. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I get it though. I mean, same thing. I was in high school. I was. I wasn't lazy. I just didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I figured the same thing. I can travel. Yeah. Get out of here. I was know. drunk and bored. <laughs> I was literally picking my ex-girlfriend up from work. And I was drunk in the parkade in Manchester. And the recruiter just started talking to me. <laughs> You're like, yes, I'm good. <laughs> and she was like, well, all right. I might as well. I'm here. So I am horrible. She my wife, Listen, I am horrible. My wife will tell you. Uh, everyone talks me into everything. We're at the store. They make those aisles with all the shit at the register for me. I'm the person grabbing everything going, I need this. No, I don't. I don't need any of that. Wait, did I talk you into this podcast? Yes, oh, you did. Cool. Yeah, same. <laughs> You're like, we're going to do this. And I'm like, I, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. That's funny. So 17, you joined National Guards. Yep. After that, you went to basic. Yeah, I went to basic in um, August of... Uh, 96, I graduated high school, um, graduated high school. I almost didn't go because I, um, there was a party and I had skipped the party. Uh, I had skipped drill to go to the, I was a terrible teacher. <laughs> I have to get this out there right now. I was very good at my job. I, I was very, very good at my job. I was a terrible soldier. <laughs> I was, I, I can absolutely admit that. 
Um, <laughs> so there, I had skipped drill, yeah. and you know, my father, like it, this is 1996. I had a beeper. And it was a beeper with the ones that leave um, the voicemails, right? Yeah. My father's like, there's a warrant out for her arrest. There was not, I mean, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I hadn't even gone to basic yet. Yeah. But, you know, I called and I, you know, I ate some humble pie and then I shipped out. I think I was August. Oh my God. Was it August 18th? Um, 1996. It was a rude awakening <laughs> oh, oh i believe it i believe it um so what was your basic training what where were you stationed i went to fort jackson yep Robinson and jackson yep same as mine <laughs> and then it i went not. <laughs> and then i went to uh fort lee so jackson was rough um i was not i was a smoker i smoked since i was 12 years old i smoked up until the day i left um I wasn't running. I wasn't, I couldn't do push-ups. I was that, I was like Private Benjamin. I'm not oh even like, I was like Private Benjamin. And, um. It's hard. People think yeah. they can wing it and you can. Yeah. Um, nope. I was on, so we get to reception, right? And, and to get out of reception, all you have to do is one push-up. And if you cannot do that one push-up, <laughs> you have to be put through rigorous training. Well, guess who couldn't do a push-up? Mm. That would be me. Not one. Not one. Not one. Not one. And um, yeah, well, as I got like more in my career, like I did better on my push-ups. Um, Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they wouldn't have re-enlisted you for 23 freaking years if you couldn't do one push-up. So they would put us all in, in one room where there was like the padded walls and padded and we would, they would make us fill up our canteens and they would just work us for just hours with breaks, hours with breaks. And you had to finish your entire canteen. You can, and I'm, I'm like a, I cannot, I'm not a chugger. I'm not a, you know, I can't do that. So my battle buddy who was in the bunk above me would, we would switch and she would finish hers and then she would take <laughs> mine. And she would drink mine for me. Oh my God. Peter. That's because yeah. you drink it or you wear it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you will go yeah. to bed soaking wet because they will make you drink all of that. And if you can't, I mostly can't chug things that smell like fucking, this is yeah. like disinfected <laughs> plastic. And I'm like, no, I can't drink this. <laughs> I can't do it. She's like, you're going to drink it or you'll wear it. Well, guess what? I went to bed wet quite a few times because yeah. I can't chug that shit either. Yeah. And you remember basic training, um, you, you eventually went on to lead people. So you've seen that there's stages to soldiers. Yeah. Um, when you, and, uh, I did 2001, that was when I went to basic training and, uh, yeah, no, there was no cell phones. Oh my God. It was like once, it my once, once a week, they would let us line up and make a two minute phone call. So your parents didn't report you Not fucking missing. Yeah. It was worse than prison. I've done both. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason it was worse than prison, which I've said a million times is I signed myself up. For, I literally was there going, I volunteered for yeah. this shit. Jail, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> and it was like day camp compared to that. Yeah. Like. I could sleep all day, read books, go to chow if I wanted to in jail, in prison? Yeah. Which is the military? Yeah, no. The military is actually It's kind of like swapped out. Yeah, no. They're waking you up. You're working on no sleep. You're tired all of the time. And it is way more than you ever thought. Jesus. And they yeah, lie to you. They're like, here's your sign-on bonus. Cool, cool. We're on the bus. And they're like, yeah, whatever they promised you, you ain't getting none of that shit. Sign-on bonus. Ha! 
We own you now. You saw your life away. They made us drive to our place with our head between our knees. Why? Because they don't want you to know how to escape. Yeah. That's what they told us. Wait, do you remember? Did you have? Do they still have the Walmart across the street? Was that in Port Jackson or was that at Port Lee? That was at Jackson, out on the PT field. Do you still look over across the yeah. street and see fucking Walmart? Yeah. Oh my god, it was the worst. <laughs> People are like, morning, I, I can see I can escape. No. <laughs> like, nope, none of that. They make you eat breakfast and then run afterwards. Oh yeah. god, that's the worst. You gotta wake up, eat food, and then run, and you're throwing up while you're running. They want you to keep running while you're puking. They're like, we don't care. Yeah. I had a pregnant drill sergeant. She was the worst. Pregnant drill sergeant? What? She was pregnant. She was the worst. She was, like, on cloud nine because she's pregnant and doing that shit. She's like, I did basic training with a broken arm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yep. Was the treatment different for you? Because you were a female? Um, no. Not during basic, you know, and I wasn't, um... Guy-to-girl ratio, though. It was there like, was a lot more guys than yeah. girls, yeah. There was it's like one guys. to eight. <laughs> and, and, you know, after, you know, I moved on from basic training to Fort Lee, I would hear back from people that had been, had, were back there, and it was crazy, because... One of the drill sergeants was busted for sleeping with one of the privates. He was just going through That's privates. That's so against everything. Yeah. Um, Use of power. Another one of the drill sergeants got busted down. I think it was for weed. Um, and then another one, I think, hit yeah, another one of like it's it's crazy, but it's like I didn't I didn't see much of that. I had a lot of um, it was a it was a, a pretty big culture shock for me. Yeah. yeah. Being, being down in, um, at Fort Jackson and Fort Lee. Yeah. But you know, it, there's, there's a huge, you know, I didn't start really paying attention to any of that kind of stuff. I was a, like, a, listen, I was 17. I was a partier. I did this shit on the weekends. I eventually got a, um, you know, I got a full-time job, but I still, it didn't even matter. Cause it was just my job during the week. And then I did this shit on the weekends, but I didn't really start seeing any of that and experiencing any of it until I got a little bit higher in rank and I was more knowledgeable in my job. So, um, it teach you not to challenge authority. Like if you're going in as a private or a private second class, it's not like you're going to ask questions about your commanding officers. You do it. You just do what you're told. You don't care. They don't want you to ask nothing. So when you went to AIT, what was your MOS? I was 92 Alpha, an automated logistics specialist. Oh, I was like, I was just a, a <laughs> data enterer. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? For like the maintenance side, like the admin side of supply. Um, I didn't score high on my OSFAB test because again, I'm not that smart. <laughs> so, Remember when I told yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and supply was, you know, it just, all right, I'll do supply. I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it turned out it was the best because it was the best, best decision because I was really, I'm really good at supply. I'm really good at counting things and yeah. putting things away. Yeah. That's what supply is? No. There is so much more. What is, I don't know. So, in the I load the, magazines, I, the I inventory. Like, they're probably like, what is supply? In the military, there's 10 classes of supply and it's been a while. So, you have to get there with the class. One is subsistence, which means it's your food. Class two, um, I think they are expendable items, which means stuff like toilet paper, anything that you can't use again. You know what I mean? Stocking. Class three, I think, is POL. Class four is construct. I think I'm fucking this all up. Class five is ammunition. I will never forget that. 
Class six is health and welfare. Class seven is major end items. Class eight is medical. Class nine is repair. And class 10 is all other. I think I screwed up some of them in there, but those are the 10 classes. So the difference between a National Guard Supply Sergeant and a regular Army Supply Sergeant is a National Guard Supply Sergeant handles all 10 classes of supply, okay. which means we are responsible for the subsistence, the repair items, the vehicles, the maintenance. We are responsible for all of that. When I was in Afghanistan, I roomed with a Supply Sergeant from the regular army and she was like her mouth was on the floor when i told her all of our responsibilities because yeah. they only do like a couple of them she's like i have three feed <laughs> yeah. them toilet paper them and give them guns mm -hmm. that's it those are my three yeah wow yeah you do them all so yeah we did them all Part time on the weekend yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, you no, I did that. all those and still only work weekends, so you don't even get brush up time. You yeah, gotta study in your home time. So that was your job. Yeah, I was. Um, I started out when I was twenty as a technician, so it's like an hourly rate, and I was the medical manager for the state, which sounds way more important than it is. Yeah. Um, and I was in logistics for ten years until I finally went for the AGR position, which is active guard reserve, which is just like regular army, but it's in state. Yeah. And I got that supply sergeant position. Um, and I started out with the 142, and they were in Nautatuck, which is the area support medical company, um, which was an amazing company. Um, it was really, really close um, up until <clears throat> we went like got back from deployment and that happens units fall apart when you're on deployment you know that we had some pretty big i don't know if, no we didn't i didn't know you then we had, a, we had a su the suicide one of my friends right before we went which really rocked terrible which really rocked yeah, you and it was sorry. sad we had um <clears throat> we worked together so we had gotten the notice that we were deploying so you're allowed to bring on extra funding so he was one of the people that came on and um, Nate was like the guy who was like our first sergeant was literally grooming him for his position. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so him and I spent a lot of time together for six months. We were, he was in charge of like the training and, you know, we would always talk every single day. I was a smoker back then. So um, we would smoke cigarettes outside, hang out. And then one day um, it was maybe two months. I think it was July 21st, uh, 2011. We went to Home Depot because I had snagged the GTC card and we were going to go shopping for AT and he was elated. He went shopping. He was like, I want this, I want this, I want this. Um, like six hours later, I get a, um, a message from the first sergeant asking if I had heard from him because he had, he had received a rather obscure text and um, he, he sent it to me and I read it and I was, um, but it was too late. He was gone. He had put a, Got in his mouth and he had Easy. shot himself. He had left his uh, CAC pen and it turned out, you know, he just had, nobody really knows. The only thing that they can say is that he just had really bad PTSD, you know, because it came out that he was telling this person this about something happened to him. And he would talk about things that he had worked on. Um, and they were in Iraq when the DFAC got hit. And he was part of that. He was, he, they were, he was triage. So he would t tell people that he got shrapnel in his head when it was something that he had worked on overseas. Yeah. yeah. So it pretty much rocked our unit, but I started out in the 142. Um, and I, we moved from Naugatuck to Danbury. And then I moved over to the 192nd engineers in 2016. 
and then retired in 2018. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you worked your way up. Um, do you feel like it was harder or you got promoted on, on cue as being a female and uh, mostly male dominated? I want to say even my drill sergeants, I'd have like one to the five right. guys. <clears throat> I have to say that I don't, I don't think that I've ever seen it. I don't think I've ever seen any kind of discrimination in um, upward mobility. Um, <clears throat> but that's only because I, I wasn't involved in it. You know what I mean? We had some pretty fucking powerful females. Um, I've met some very formidable oh, yeah. leaders in my time. Some of them are very scary. Oh yeah. yeah. I met a major. <laughs> that was a female, and it was probably the scariest moment of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of, I like to tell a story. You asked about basic training, if it was treated any different for, for females. So we had to go on a night, a night mission. And you know, you can't go anywhere without a drill sergeant. You have, you have to have the drill sergeant for safety purposes. Yeah. In well, a second. Yeah. And, in a second for rape purposes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring a friend. Hey, you, I don't even know you. Come on. I gotta go talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Now you do. Isn't that terrible? Um, so we all had to meet, we had to do a night mission and we, we all, we met there waiting for the drill sergeant and it's, um, it's getting later and he's, he's late. Right. So we were outnumbered. It was probably like three girls and maybe I think it was like eight guys and the girls wanted to sit tight. Like, listen, these are the directions. This is what they told us to do. Let's sit tight. And all the guys wanted to go stromping through the woods. So guess what we did? We went stromping through the woods. Yeah, yeah. We ended up um, getting ambushed because the drill sergeant had come, discovered that we had left, and then he got the other platoon to ambush us, and we low crawled our way home. That was so fun. Yeah, for disobeying orders. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. The chicks are normally right. There was three in my like. Yep. Was in Charlie Company. There mm -hmm. was like three females in my unit. Yeah. Period. Yep. The um, mighty mouse was our leader, but there, she was old. There's definitely an environment where men think that they can, and I don't know anymore. Again, I've been out for four years practically. So where men can think that they can say whatever they want to women, it's slowly getting better. Yeah. Women are fighting back. Um, I, I know, um, I personally know someone who is. They call it the dick show. Yeah. That's what I call it. It was yeah. like they come and they swing their dick, but that's how Earthquake got created. I said, yeah. <laughs> they come and try and swing their dick, but mine's bigger. Yeah. Shit causes earthquakes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's hard in any male dominated job. That's mm -hmm. why I said I wanted a female perspective on doing jobs like that because the job in general the the uniform in general commands like a respect yeah. it just does you know you feel powerful wearing it mm -hmm. you know you did when you did um i got asked if i was in the girl scouts once when i was in the uniform <laughs> i swear to god they was at i think it was a stop and shop or something and she's like are you in the girl scouts i'm like yeah that's what it yep. is <laughs> yep uh, go home and read a book yeah. <laughs> Yes. So you've been overseas. Yep. Um, I, I went over to um, Germany once for um, an annual training for three weeks. Um, wow. I went to Mannheim. We worked on post. There was a, um, a prison. Um, <clears throat> we just, thank you. We just warehouse work kind of like shit like that. It was fun. We went out. I was going to say, but you got to visit at least oh, while yeah. you were there. We the military will take you mm -hmm. anywhere in the world you want to go. Um, my battle buddy and I got confined. See, I was, I'm such a, oh my God. We got confined to the post. <laughs> 
because we left the post without permission. Yeah. And we went out gallivanting <clears throat> through the town. So we got we got confined, we got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I know it was so bad. <laughs> it was. But yeah, it was a good time. I went there and then I went to um um my unit was split up between I think five different locations in Afghanistan. So we were at Bagram mm-hmm. and then we had <clears throat> we had a site, it was Camp Phoenix, Eggers, MKC, Black Horse, and there was one other one and I can't remember. So I was the main supply point. Um, and then I would farm out to the rest of the, I got to travel a lot, which was really cool. Um, I convoyed there once, which was fucking scary. (laughs) I had literally every movie ever is the caravan gets attacked. So I had the greatest driver. I'm still friends with him today on Facebook. He was in the Georgian military. The dude was a freaking badass. (laughs) Like I see the picture. So he, it was myself and what we, we were doing, the um, change of command inventory when we did the right seat, left seat with the incoming outgoing units in Afghanistan. So so he drives us there and it was just like, it, oh my God. But this shit is crazy because, you know, you, they've got Toyota over there. They've got, I have so many pictures. Um, there, I would fly there. I would take Sikorsky. There was one time I, I got out of the Sikorsky and it was at MKC and it was winter and everything was ice I come around the front and I fell and I like (laughs) hit my knees and I like slid and I was with my lieutenant and she was just dying she was dying so that was fun did you ever go anywhere off base? Like when we had Art on the show, he was talking about oh, some yeah, run-ins in local villages. Like, um, um, I know you're in a country that really has a women crush on it and being a female in. We, the only time I ever went off post on the ground was during that one convoy. Otherwise we're not allowed. Everything's closed off. But we, speaking of, you know, the women and the men, we had, um, you, they have bazaars where they let the local the local nationals come in. They have to be vetted and they run the bazaars. Well, every once in a while, the women will come in and they'll set it up in like the, like um, an area in the middle of the post. <clears throat> but the men will come down and intimidate them into leaving. So you have to post soldiers to protect them so the men don't because they're taking yeah. away their business. That's so crazy. in those circumstances, did they have mostly male men go? <laughs> That's that like men go guard the post then, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, obviously, well, uh, females do too. There's no difference. They won't have a dif- There's no difference. We'll they're like, no, we're soldiers. <laughs> we just stand there with yeah. guns. Did you get deployed for the 2001 after 9/11? No, that was, was 2001, right? Yeah, yeah, that's. Cool. Um, I oh, was I, in, I was in basic. They were like, you were going overseas. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know why I did this to myself. Do I changed I do- my mind. No, I was like, I actually got super lucky. We did our fucking forever million mile march. And I broke my foot. I tried to make, I made it through my graduation. Oh, they were going to send me to AIT. They were like, listen, you have to stay in med bay. They're like, I dislocated the bone in the top of my foot. It came, the tendon came apart. She's like, you need surgery. Oh my God. <laughs> no. She's like, listen, 
Yeah. She's like, you can go home or, and re- she, she's like, or you could say for five weeks and then start with another unit. Oh, I was like, that. I no. was like, I don't want to go to AIT with the unit. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Right. That doesn't make any sense. And the lady's like, or we can med 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 you out. And I was like, and I think I'm gonna take that. Yeah, they, they literally told me we're going to die. That's what they said. <laughs> we, we came here and they were like, yeah, the towers. And you saw what happened. It's, it's a tragedy. It is. But I I did not sign up to die. I need you to <laughs> dig deep, soldier. Dig deep. Angela's like, I've dug as deep as I'm gonna dig. I think that's my cutoff point right here. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Bitches were going home over Christmas break, coming back pregnant, so they didn't have to go. They literally, I swear to God, we went home for Christmas, and they were like, fuck that. I tried as hard as I could. I'm pregnant. It's like, I ain't going nowhere. They sending me the fuck home. Yeah. They were going home, getting married, coming back, like, we need benefits. What is happening? They're like, they give you more money. You just married a stranger. Okay. Jesus. I had a dude in my unit propose to me. Big ass Mr. Curtis Jackson. He was my hand to hand. Jackson. Yeah. He was my he was he was my hand to hand partner. He was big ass. He looked like Bubba Gump from uh Forrest Gump. No way. Yeah, they made me fight him because we did hand to hand back in the day. I've I've talked to a bunch of friends that have enlisted since then, and they're like, "Oh, we don't do that." I'm like, "What? They don't they're do like, it in the Yeah, end. they're like, "People we don't have fight trained, anymore. we have level right. two, three. I don't even know what the fuck they are. Trained com- combatives in the state of Connecticut. I worked with one of them. Her name is um, Kayla Downey. She was badass. She would I would watch her. Um, she would come down and your unit would schedule out on the training schedule. I basically learned all my yeah. MMA from the army. <laughs> they made me fight guys that would like, I fought this dude. He weighs two fucking 80. He's like right. six, five. And they're like, you can take him down. We're going to show you how. When I was a, when right. I went to combat lifesaver training, I had to firemen's carry a guy that was like 220. Yeah. And I was like. They make all the chicks for, <laughs> for the carries and all yeah. the shit up. They made us carry the guys because they're they're like, there's six of you and all of them. Right. They're carrying each other and you're carrying these guys. We're not going to give you the big guys. We'll give those to the guys. <laughs> the D-class runners, yeah, the guys can take them. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's going to break my back. <laughs> Yeah. So eventually you did have your own team. So squad. when you get promoted to sergeant, you have yeah. a unit, right? So when unit. I went there to we the 142 and I was AGR, I went there as an E5 and I had to go, um, I had to get promoted to E6 before I go to the platoon sergeant. So that was my position. And I was the platoon sergeant in the 142 for years. And um, <clears throat> I loved my platoon. Like, to the point where it was, like, I would host gatherings at my house. It, I mean, Angela, you know how I feel about my soldiers. Yeah. Like, I, I care about my soldiers. Most of the battles that I got into in the units that I was in, because I was definitely the problem child. Like, whether <laughs> I was doing something, like, whether I was fucking up or I was trying to fight for somebody, I was always a problem child. Um, They're like, back to not good soldiers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. I was not either. <laughs> but I, I did. I, I I had, like, there was not many, 15, 15 of us. I had, um, like, oh, my God. This has been so long since I've talked my Army stuff. So I had the mechanics under me. I had the cooks under me. I had communication under me. And I had my <laughs> my armorer under me. So my armorer was like my right hand man. And I and those who I was always very attached to. I would yeah. always pick a few soldiers. 
that I knew that I could rely on. You still have a pretty heavy group. I mean, when oh, we yeah. social gatherings at your house, I think I met a couple of the chicks you were deployed with, a couple of your friends that... I have had the honor of watching the people that were my juniors far surpass me. And um, I love seeing that. Like, my career ended, um, and I get to see them. You know, I have one. She's a warrant officer. She went to fucking flight school. I have another one who is is now a battalion supply sergeant. She wasn't even a 92 Yankee when I met her. She was an x-ray tech, and now she's a battalion supply sergeant, and it's, she's an E-7, and it's great. Um, makes you proud. It makes yeah. me very, very proud. I'm That's very awesome. proud of the soldiers. I, You know, I'm very proud of my soldiers. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, so one thing I will say 100% for the military, it builds that unity, that group divide. Yeah. You go through hell with those yeah. people, and they become something else to you. Mm-hmm. So. so I, I watched uh, SEAL Team. Okay. The show. Okay. No, no. Like honestly, but you see, you see the front. TV tell you about it. Listen, listen. Just because I couldn't join it doesn't mean I don't. You know what? They use a lot of real stuff in most yeah. of the shows. I and say. I do appreciate everything you guys do for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Angie knows how I feel about cops. Sorry, but the military is different. The military is different for me. Like you guys go above and beyond mm-hmm. the things you guys do, and just still like. People are people. just people. At the end of the day, all people are just people. Yeah. Just, the cops are people. Crazy. These people are people. Everybody's a person, and you're either a good or bad person. Most yes. of us are all just fucked but up. But the thing is, like, in SEAL team, like, so you have the young guy coming into the team and how he progressed from when mm-hmm. he first started in, in the yeah. season one till the end. And it's just like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I bawled my eyes out. I have a soldier, um, and I, oh, my God, I, lo- I love him so much. When I, when I joined... The 192nd in 2016, this guy was, he had just gotten promoted to E5 sergeant. The kid didn't have a car. I think he had just gotten his license. He didn't have anything going on. And I watched him. I would help him out. Like we would go like, let's go get a haircut before drill. Like come down. We'll go get a haircut. You know, let's get some food, whatever. We were, I was in uniform. No, he was in uniform. I was still in my civilian clothes. It was right before drill. And I took him to get a haircut and a woman comes up. And she shakes his hand. She goes, thank you so much. He's like, oh, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. And she looks at me. She goes, your mom must be so proud. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so we don't we don't talk. We don't say a word. We walk in. Do I look like your mom? To the haircut place, right? And neither of us are talking. And I, and I look over. And he goes, it's all right, sorry. We don't have to say anything. <laughs> so he's now... Uh, he is now living in Florida with his beautiful wife. They have a beautiful home. They have they have wonderful jobs. He and it, it's it makes me so proud to know that you know what I had a part in that because yeah. of the things that I said to him and the things that I did for him. That is so important to me. It is part of the hiring process to give preferential treatment to soldiers, and you should. Yeah. I mean, they went through hell to. Mm-hmm. You know, possibly defend your country for you. Yeah. So, but I feel like also as a leader, like you also have you're shaping minds. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have a million children. <laughs> I was told, you know, what I was told one time by uh, uh, one of my first sergeants. He said, "You are going to learn something from the good leaders, and you're going to learn something from mm-hmm. the bad leaders. You're always going to learn more from the bad leaders than the good ones because you're always going to see what you're not going to want to be." Yeah. 
And you know what? That carried with me. I've used that in job interviews when I got my um, when I got my job where I work now. That I used that line, and I mean not line, but I mean it's something that I believe in. Yeah. And you know, they told me you know later on that was that was one of the reasons why they gave me the job. Yeah. So. That's another thing. Like Angie's one of the managers. So there's two managers. There's Sammy and Angie that I literally honestly like because Angie used to be my manager mm-hmm. when I used to work with her and her leadership skills and the way she talks to people and the way she does everything. It is something remarkable. Mm-hmm. You and know? I learned those exact things. I actually learned that about parenting. I used <laughs> my <laughs> terrible parent situation to tell me what not to do. You know, they, they use the, raising kids. They used the, yeah, they used the term um, leadership style. But that's just my leadership style in the military. And, you know, something that I adopted, you know, once I became a, a platoon sergeant. And I had never done it before, so I learned as I went. Yeah. And um, is you don't have a, a leadership style. You have to treat everyone differently because yeah. everyone responds differently. And I had gotten told, like, when I first started out, it was, Hey, can you please do this? Hey, can you please do that? And I actually got pulled into my first sergeant's office and he was like, why are you being so nice to them? Like, like you need these things done. You need to be direct and tell them. I had such a hard time with it. So then I went from Pollyanna (laughs) to the wicked witch of the fucking West because I was like, like screaming from my office. And then I I had um, a, a really good talk with Nate Turner, who RIP. Um, and I, I found my balance, you know what I mean? And I, I, I will always start out asking someone to do something for me. And if I can't get it, then I have to escalate. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's, I, it's true. Cause yeah. I, I'm also, I used to be supervisor also. And in the beginning also, same thing. I had to find the, you know, where you guys are cool but you want to be friends, boss. but you still have to yeah. do what I need you to do. Like, I you, never had that issue. Like, I when I had, because I, I always had my chosen few. I had, I had, um, oh my God, I had Whitney Cruz. Don't we all? Corey Dane. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. He's my chosen few. <laughs> like, I have my few that I know if I call them, they're going to do what I ask yeah. them without yeah. question. And they're like, why does they get overtime? I'm like, well, because they don't ask any fucking questions. Yeah. Sure. That's why. It, also her, when she wrote me up. <laughs> she was surprised. She was surprised. She thought I was gonna give her shit, but she was like, "So it is what it is, right?" I was like, "All right." I so literally I was like, "You're late all the time." Our boss <laughs> says I have to write you up. Yeah, why are you making so? Me do like, this? you're making me do this, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, all right." Here cool. You go. I was like, yeah, "Yep, don't worry about it. I got you." No, Sorry. you're right. I'm late all the fucking time. It is what it is, and I was like, yeah, oh, mind you, I, I literally lived ten minutes away from the job." Yeah. Oh my and god. I was still late. Every day. <laughs> I was always still late. But funny. when I did get to work, I did work and I got my job done. Yeah. You know, and if but, I ask him to do extra shit, he always does my extra yeah. shit. So, you know, that's always a good thing. I keep those friends from all of my clans too. <laughs> I, I adopt the group. Um, 90, 90% of my friends are people I worked with because that's all I do is work. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows I live at work. Yeah. Um, some of us met through other circumstances, un- unbeknownst to naming on this show. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I yeah, know. No. I think it's great. I mean, I like I like the uh, results of, of the chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get uh, friends from, you know, my exes. <laughs> you were adopted from <laughs> one of my ex-marriages. <laughs> yeah. But I have a couple friends from that one, so it's cool. <laughs> but you know, like we were talking about earlier, 
everything happens for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. It's always, always for the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I, I, she got let go from Amazon. And literally, like, a week later, I got I got let go. And we still, we've been friends ever since. And that's where you guys met, Amazon? Yeah. 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 I was his manager at Amazon. I mean, I got let go, but let's be fair. I told him to eat a bag of dicks and wrote him a long-ass resignation letter (laughs) telling him that. That was my stuff what they did. Yeah. Like, how do you call me? They called me on my honeymoon after we bought the house here. Right. I married Rebecca. Yeah. He calls me after my leave from honeymoon and literally gets on the phone with me. And he goes, hey, so I heard you got married. Congrats. And I was like, cool. And he's like, so uh, I hear you and the other manager have a problem. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I tell you all the time. Rob is a lazy manager. He doesn't come to work. He expects me to work 90 hours a week. Mm-hmm. He dumps projects on me that he doesn't help me with. So what you think you're expecting to have a healthy conversation with your yeah. manager. And he goes, very- he goes, okay, so here's the deal. Rob is my HR manager's cousin. So nepotism out the ass at this place. Oh, and my he goes, God. He goes, what I need you to do is shut the fuck up and just do your job. And he's like, and don't, he's like, and don't talk about him because you're making everyone uncomfortable. I said, no one has to talk to me that doesn't want, and everyone agrees with me. I said, everyone at work talks shit with, he goes, well, you're a manager and you need to act different. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, you don't have anything to say? And I said, what is there to say? You pretty much just said everything there is to say. Right. I hung up the phone, wrote a long ass resignation letter like oh you can suck my dick i was like listen i don't i i don't need this shit in my life no. homeboy makes a hundred k and never comes to work yeah i'm gonna say the same thing i was like angie was the whole, you call angie she always picked up you call it rob i have to make the schedules never. i have to make the routing i have to be on top of the car so he literally doesn't do anything right. he writes sticky notes for what needs to get done and puts it on everything in the office oh i'm God. like what is this <laughs> I'm filming this. I said, what is this? She goes, I need the files. I said, what files? There's sticky notes on everything. I can't These are the files. Yeah. I literally, my HR manager is in Florida video chatting me. She's like, I need By you to pool. find the employee files and scan all. So I'm doing her job, his job, my job. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. And I was like, I want, I want 80K. And he's like, no. And I was like, I just did the employee files. Rob makes 100K and he doesn't even come to work. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, we all called Angie on her day off. Yeah. Because we didn't get a hold of our actual They're manager. like, we're calling Rob and he's not answering. Yeah, I'm and like, like, oh. I remember calling her. I'm like, hey, Angie, my dad. I know it's your day off. She goes, what's up? What's going on? I'm like, yeah. So, this, you know, I told my issue. She's like, all right, do this, do that, do that. Call me back if you, you know, you have another issue. I was like, all right, hang up. Call Rob, call Rob, call Rob. <laughs> Call Angie again. I'm like, hey, Angie, my bad. I know you're out again, but this was going on. She goes, what's going on? Rob's not. I'm like, Rob's not picking up. I called him like five times. Right. You so know? if I complained to HR, which I did. Yeah, we all did. That he wasn't doing his fucking job. She's like, you can't talk to me about him. Why? I was like, you're the HR manager. So when I quit, she changed her title from oh. HR manager to something else. And I was like, they think I'm going to sue them. That's so cute. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even care. I had another job in like a week. So. Oh my God. Yeah. And then when I, when I got fired, they said I abandoned my job. Why did you abandon? I did abandon. They told me, Rob. He doesn't like talk back and no one lets no. my no one lets my friends so Rob, stay at jobs. <laughs> yeah, so that's when I came in. I came in after my shift and I look at the board because usually write who you're writing with the next day. And I'm okay. like, I'm not writing with it. 
I'm like, he can't pick up anything. I might as well just be by myself. And you you were a driver. Yeah. They hired, you know what? They hire helpers. God bless you all. Were you a driver <laughs> yes, too? I oh was, my God. I was you their guys manager kept and me drove alive my own during route. the pandemic. <laughs> I can't you are the real heroes yes. here. I don't even know why this is about me. Uh, the COVID money, I was like, where's my essential worker money? Yeah. You, you wanna get yo, paid. yo, during COVID I'm gonna write a letter. I was delivering fucking generators, this cleaning girl. supplies, oh masks. They sent me out. They were like, because of COVID, they were like, no one can be in the truck with you. They they sent all our helpers home. Yeah, we were doing that. We were driving. Ourselves. I was driving generators that weigh fucking 300 pounds to people's yeah. fucking houses so, by myself. Oh my God, and I live in a driveway like this. Yes. We've done those. Yes. We've done, we've done houses up in the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, like, I go back. I even called her one time. Fucking like, Woodbury. <laughs> You're on the dirt road. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. It's, it's, it's bad. Like, so there's, um. Woodbury is dirt and gravel roads. Yeah, Fucking wrong started, with that place. My trainer. Okay. We were on the road. She was driving. We get to the first place. Big ass box. Heavy as hell. She goes, all right, so this is what we got to do. You got to scan it. Completely. Click, 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 everything. And I'm like, you want to help with that? She goes. Nah, looks up, goes. Huh. I'm like, holy shit! So she goes, I got this. I'm like, okay, yeah, oh. okay, you do. She she literally walked. It was like what fifty yards. It it was so far. The truck bed is level with your shoulder, and it's easier to carry weight yeah. from your shoulders. And it's harder when you actually hold the weight. If I take a fucking long size box and try to joint carry it with him, I'm holding right. it at my hip level, and that hurts my fucking shoulders. So it's yeah. just easier to carry it by yourself. Yeah. So I don't no, need your help. help. I just throw it on my shoulder and walk it to the door. Right. And she did it. And, and then like, lean over, drop that shit down. There you go. I used to have to think of like like creative ways to From the shit. floor? I ain't picking that shit up. My back will yeah. But that's the first day I met met her, and then she was like, "You want to drive?" I was like, "All right, I'll drive." Drove, and she was like, "You know what you're doing?" I'm like, "Cool." All Next right. day, we're and ever since oh, then, yeah, he can go to work. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then she got promoted to Rob's assistant or whatever, and pretty much I met Rebecca after that, and then I moved to New York. I missed mm-hmm. her wedding. Yeah, but I was like, she was at my wedding. Good <laughs> word. We'll keep talking about. Oh, it. did you? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> did we talk about your wedding? What happened at the wedding? We did, but yeah. we won't put that on. That's the show. between yeah. us. Yeah. Between okay. us. Yeah, I forgot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, remember. but you know, like ever since then, we've been friends, and literally, we talk every day. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I have my friends that I talk with like every single day. Like, yeah. yeah. We stop. You literally live two blocks from me. You're like, we should hang out more than we do. <laughs> we she could take a four dollar Uber home from here. She lives in my old neighborhood that I moved from. Two of I know we should. we should. And you're never around. Yeah. Where I'm always around, dude. I'm I work from home. I'm, I'm always home. You know, like well, I'll come over. We yeah. should, I know. Your your, your daughter uh fucking babysits for me. That's great. She's babysitting um she was supposed to tomorrow night, but then uh, Ellie wants to go to a sleepover. So oh, all right. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to go to sleepover, but we're doing something next Saturday night. So she's babysitting next Saturday night <laughs> for us. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Not I was bad. like, listen, I can still pay you just next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up next week. See, the right? way that yeah. my bank account works. Yeah. No, I was going to pay her, and then it was weird. I was at the bus stop, and Aaron's mom was like, hey, there's a Pokemon card tournament at the library, and Aaron wants Ellie to go. 
and then she can sleep over. I was That's like, great. Bad. Don't you love it when those... I said, what? Now I don't have to pay a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, babysitters drop in your yeah. lap. I used to love it. I was like, yes. I, wasn't, I, yes. I wasn't gonna ask you, but yeah. they love Pokemon. Fucking kids. That's a 20-year fucking running thing. Hey, Jesus Christ. Pokemon was a thing when I was a kid. <laughs> it was a thing when I was a kid, too. My kids love it. Okay. My son, Pokemon. Literally, my son was talking to me this weekend. So he was like, Dad. He was like, Papi, you know they took Ash Ketchum out? I'm like, what are Who's you talking that? about? Ash Ketchum Pokemon? Pokemon? Yeah. The main <laughs> character. Ash Ketchum? Ash Ketchum, yeah. Ash Ketchum. Like Ketchum Hall? Ash Ketchum. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, you know they took him out? I was like, How did they... Take out they the took ash ketchup. Well, the new... <laughs> they, the ash? Like, how did they do that? So the new series... What is an ash ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? What is that? But the new series apparently don't have them anymore. Oh, to cuss my he was like, out. He was the main... <laughs> what the fuck you call it? An ash ketchup? <laughs> Back ash up. Ash right? I'm a little confused there. Yeah. No, but in the original Pokemon, Ash, ash was the main character. Same thing with Misty and I think Brock. So this poor guy, his parents hated him. This right. Ash Ketchum guy, because no, no, no. Misty and Brock it's are like, pretty basic. So you know, right? like, so you know, Misty, Brock, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> so Ash like, Ketchum. you know, back in the, you know, back in the day when we used to get our license was like 15, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. We got our permits, whatever. Same thing with Pokemon. That's how it was. Pokemon got their permits. That's how it was. You get you permits. Know? At What's like 15, up? 16 years old, you get your first Pokemon. Then you go out to be a trainer and you become... It was like a whole thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it because a lot. But okay, he was telling me that literally nowadays with the new series, they don't have Ash anymore. Oh, and my they, God. They had Ash until like a few years back, I believe it was. But, you know, that's Pokemon. You I, totally lost topic on Pokemon. I know. My bad. I don't know <laughs> what any of that is. It is it is what it is now at this point, but at this you know, point, that's Pokemon. I mean, I grew up with it. Too. This is great. <laughs> Don't you love it? You were so nervous for nothing. You were so nervous that you're like, I don't know if I can do this. Well, no, because we're not talking about me anymore. I don't give a shit. This is great. Let's talk about <laughs> well, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to find out more. Like, what's his background? Like, how so he, ashy is he? Is he? He's ashy as hell. How much does he catch him? Well, I mean, I and know. what does he catch? It can't be that ashy. He's white. So <laughs> white dude, and then Mist Misty Woods. White people are ashy too. Don't get it twisted. I've seen some ashy ass white people, and it's winter out. In it's like on the elbows. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Where your hands are like, oh, yeah. I look like You're I'm bad. 85 years old. I always get like right here. Like, look at this. Oh my like, god. What, what I always get this? that like little like freaking little pieces like skin, and I'm like, where, where, why are you here now? Like, what? Why are you here? It's yeah. Always like that. Yeah. Like. I literally ran out of lotion, and I literally had to use my backup lotion that I don't like. And oh. my hands this morning when I took a shower, they say hot showers are bad for you. So no, I, I try to care. take cold showers usually. Listen, it is hell in my bathroom. My wife is like, this water is so hot. Like, yeah, you got to turn it down. Yeah, you got to turn like, it down. No. Is that shit you? is as hot as it can go. Oh, my God. You're one of those people. Yes. Yes. You're my best friend. Shit, oh my god. How did I know what texture you like? I come out shower. steaming like a lizard. My wife's like, so you are bad. steaming in the outside. You know that's like, really bad for your skin. You know what's great? I look fucking 28. And you I'm really do. You do. But I don't really think you have to worry about it. Well, I think she's all right. Yeah. She might be good. I smoke cigarettes. I'm a fucking terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is bad for you. I'm like, like yeah, yeah. Plants die around me from the negative energy. Yeah. Fine. 
I want to go back to the military. Listen, yeah, let's so go back. part bad. of part of the military is you know a lot of people find it really hard to maintain like relationships in the military, mm-hmm. have kids in the military. I know you did both. You had uh, you were married previous to yep. right now, right? We don't have to talk about it. No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, yeah, I was. Um, you met both of them in the military, though. Correct? Yep. They were both I, in the military. Yeah, it's yeah. a very, very sordid tale. Um, don't have to talk about the whole yeah. situation. No, no. So my daughter, yeah, when I deployed, Lily was seven, and I scheduled my R and R for in between uh, for for her birthday because I never missed her birthday. So I have this like romantic notion that I'm going to get off the plane and I haven't seen my daughter in six months and she's going to run, on the news, she's right? going to run into my arms. Right? No, my daughter was like, so my, 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 my husband at the time, I didn't want her to have me come home for those two weeks. Cause I didn't want her to get used to having me there. So I, I, I mean, you get very, you get paid very good when you're overseas. So I was just deployment pay extra on top of being married pay. They pay your spouse to be married to you, all sorts of stuff. So I decided to, we were going to do a full blown Disney trip, right? So I land in Tampa, still in uniform from Afghanistan. You got to go to Kuwait first, which is like when you fucking open up like the fucking C-130. It's like you're sticking your head in an oven. It was disgusting. So I'm tired. I'm dirty. I'm gross. I'm thinking I'm getting this hug. It's 1030 at night. She's, she's not, no, she's just clinging to my husband's legs. She's being a little <laughs> witch. And, and uh, I was like, all right, well here, I'm here. So we go and we go to the hotel and she was wretched the entire time. We, and I was like, I have missed her so much. I have that guilt. I have this, you know, so I'm buying her everything. Trying to buy the love. Yeah. Trying to buy her love back. (laughs) So, yeah. So we go and, and I I found out that she doesn't like rides at fucking Disney World. Yeah. We're at Disney and you won't ride a ride. (laughs) So she is dressed up as Tinkerbell because we went to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. And I'm dragging her, <laughs> and I'm dragging her on It's a Small World, like dragging her, like it, it was, it was crazy. So, but it's yeah, barely a ride you can manage. <laughs> so, in the beginning, it was really rough when I left. Yeah. Um, there was many times that I missed a lot of things that she had, um, and uh, and, yeah, and it's hard. It is hard. Yeah, you know why? It was I had a really um, tumultuous relationship with her father and his. Um, at the time girlfriend. So, um, that didn't add to any less stressors, but my husband, um, at the time was very good. He was, he doted on her. He, you know, he, he really picked up the slack. He was really great about it. Um, it must've been really hard on you though. It was hard. Um, you know, it got to the point where, you know, she's seven years old. So I'm on the phone, you know, baby, 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 I love you, love you, love you. And at this point, you know, mommy's been gone for seven months and kids are, are they're resilient. You know, all right, mommy's been gone for seven months. You know, I'm going to go play now and watch SpongeBob. I'm going to talk to you for two seconds. I don't, they, she doesn't have that attention span. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that sucks, but you, you understand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. I know you cried many a nights because I mean, any anything to do with my kids is like heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So I know that yeah. that had to be really hard, and I know it's hard on a yeah. lot of moms that are deployed. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, dads too. I mean, oh, yeah, definitely. But I almost wish you were a baby so you didn't remember this. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I know you told yourself that at least a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to say, you know, because of the military, Lily's had a really good life. Yeah. You know, but, and, and we always do things with her. We take, you know, she's 18 now. So she's got, you know, she's got her boyfriend. She's, she's got, got her job. own life. That girl does. Definitely. Yes. But now does she understand everything that happened? It, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. A little more understanding now that she's semi-adult. She has a yeah, job. I know, I know she understands I, commitments. Yeah. Huh? I know when they're younger, like my daughter, she's 13. And she's always asking questions, you know, because I'm not with her. I'm not with their mother. Right. You know, and there's always questions. And me and Angel, we talk about it. And it's hard sometimes, you know, and I understand, like, I'm not there. I'm mm -hmm. not there every day. I get Any it. parent that works and has to sacrifice via work. It is. Yeah. It is what it you is. Have to explain yeah. that. Whether like it's here that now. or Oh, yeah. She always has. Yeah. Lily's always, you know, Lily and I are very, very, very close. Yes. You know, and that's great. Tell you that. We have a very good relationship. Um, she's always been so mature for her age. Mature, <laughs> mature, mature for her age. She has yeah. a very good grasp on logic. My daughter is very stoic. So when you, if you ever met her, you would be like, oh my God, like RBF. You know what I mean? But yeah. she's just a very stoic person. She doesn't show a lot of emotion. Angela can tell you that. It's, it's, uh, it's great. She's great. She's That's great good. Uh, obviously, I let her watch my kids. Mm -hmm. so she's a great kid. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Liliana's kids just gravitate towards her. It's insane. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, having a great relationship with your kid is the best thing to, to have. I mean, me and Angie always talk about this. Mm -hmm. Actually, kids are, our kids are our number one priority regardless of everything. and As they should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you met your second husband. Mm -hmm. <laughs> who ran out of here. I didn't want to bring this up. Um, I did. Third? Third? That's okay. I'm on my I'm on my third, so that's okay. High five. Uh, third, third is the best. Uh, uh, I will yep. say that. Um, yeah, you learn all your mistakes in your younger life. Uh, my third is my best. But um, So you're married now. Mm -hmm. um, he was a previous soldier. Did you meet him in the military? I met... Oh my god! All right, that, whatever. It's fuck it. It's been long enough. So I met Chris on the day that I um, graduated from um, EO training, Equal Opportunity, and my first sergeant. That sounds sexist in itself. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. Well, no, it's well, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make it sound yeah, like that. No, but yes, it's no. the program that it's instilled in the units, so you have. You have equal opportunity. It's basically to protect people. Yeah. So I was an EOL. So basically what I was was a mediator. And if people had issues, sexual issues, adversity issues, they would filter it to me. Yeah. And I would either mediate or I would escalate. So it's a good program. The problem with it is there are so many people committing so many fucking offenses Every fucking day, especially in the Connecticut National Guard, you can't keep up with it. Jesus. It's disgusting. You're like, let me elevate or escalate. I'm like, all of you are degenerates. How yeah. about that? I'm Everybody. This and <laughs> honestly, all of it is crazy. It is so hard. You know what? It's life in general. Yeah. That's, that's just life out here. Um, everyone is a degenerate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had met him on that day. And, um, 
Chris is from England, so he had the accent. It was the first time I was hearing really? the accent. Yeah. That's dope. Um, and I was in front of my first sergeant, and it was literally involuntary because when he walked away, the, I, the first thing that came out of my mouth was yum. And, <laughs> but I, yeah, and my, my first sergeant, who was also a very stoic man, turned to me and he was like, you just came from EO training. And I was like, my apologies. But I very quickly like, learned. I am inappropriate. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. But I very quickly learned that I hated him. I, oh. I hated him. He was arrogant. He challenged me on things that he thought that he knew what he was talking about and he didn't. Like it was a very common theme overseas for me to say, fucking Russell. Like that. <laughs> fucking guy. I could not stand him. And then... And now you're married to him. And now I'm married to him. Um, I mean, I met him for the first time today. Yeah. He seems like a cool guy. He is a very cool guy. He is very cool. Um, we... I will say that him and I have been through hell and back together yeah. uh, to be with each other. And um, that's sometimes that fire is what say, you yep. need. It I makes gonna, it worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes that fire is what you need. That pushback. Um, yeah. I think... I did. I dated very pacifist people to the. Uh, I'm like, Rebecca is a strong-willed fucking Aries woman. I and, love that. And, and we we, yeah. we challenge saying. each other. And uh, exactly. And the, yeah, the fights can be explosive. You know what I mean? And it's the same. With come, it's the same yeah. with Chris. But as long as you guys come back. Oh yeah. It's always good. There is never going to be a doubt in our mind. I mean, we started talking on a very very platonic level. Um, He's a very, he's very, he's a very much like me. He is a soldier, soldier, and very knowledgeable. Yeah. So I would reach out to him in a, um, a soldier capacity, and then it just Go from there. went from there. That's awesome. And here we are. That's yeah. awesome. How long have you guys been married? Uh, the same uh, two years. Two years? Yeah, just we've been married for two years. Um, we have been officially together since 2018. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Official with the air quotes that yeah. I feel can see. I don't know. Like <laughs> I'm a very people person. I can like read body language and everything. You guys just Oh, like, he's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, like like I said, he's awesome. He just seems yeah. like an awesome person. Like I would love to hang out with him. He's listen, <laughs> you know, he like well, I mean we can he, he couldn't be in here, obviously. obviously but yeah. um he's definitely fine. Obviously he his wife. Yeah, you know what I mean? So He's definitely cool. He's not. I mean, he's he'll, he's not going to break the law, obviously. No, obviously. But no, no, no. He's, but he just seems uh, like a fine. person that. We did like, legal. Woo! <laughs> 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 I know. Yes. He just seems like a person that you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chris. Yeah, yeah I'm with her. She's I'm like, yeah, I was Chris like, I'm is, with her. He's great. He's he's very social. Um, you guys both are honestly. So we had so much fun at your party. I have had fun at all of your parties. I mean, I come to your parties too. The so. Christmas party was amazing, right? I was so upset I couldn't have it this year. I was so mad you didn't have mm-hmm. it this year. The Christmas I'll invite you. you. Christmas. We, we were supposed to go to your mom's house and she canceled. So. Oh, yeah. No, because my dad got hit by a car. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> my bad. Yep. My dad got hit by a car, so you can't come to Christmas. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, my mom and my dad were in the hospital. She's on Christmas? On yeah. Christmas Eve. Well, we yeah. Celebrate, She's so we, right. So we celebrate Christmas Eve. She was supposed to come over with Rebecca and Allie to my mom's house for, you know, a couple hours, whatever. 
And I was busy anyway. I had to go to my family's <laughs> house and Christmas sucks. Holidays suck when you have to travel in my I wife, hate fucking traveling. My, my uh, wife's family lives in New York. My family lives in like Vernon, Tolland, way the fuck up there. So yeah. I'm like this day we're driving this way. This day we're driving two hours this way. I spend the entire day in the fucking car. Yeah. We went. But I love family. Don't be a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Family first. All right. I love you family guys. First. I love you guys. So we go. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in the car. I'm driving. I'm yep. doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else do you guys want to know? Honestly, I think we got everything. We did. We did bullshit now. All right. Point. Let's let's bullshit. <laughs> At this point, we're just. It is what it is. I mean, so listen, honestly, thank you for being here. Thank you for your service, first yes, off, because 23 years is a long, a long part of your life to dedicate to some shoveling people's roofs. Uh, and I, I'm upset you never got to do a helicopter rescue because that's what every single commercial. I, you know what, you know what Chris, came into Chris my mind? Has, Chris has. He's, yeah, yeah Chris really? was. Uh, yeah, Chris was. Oh, we got hat. So, <laughs> so Chris is deployed six times. Holy shit. When Chris joined the military, he was 27. What was he in? Um, he was, uh, um, he was, it was then I think a 91 Bravo, but then it transferred to a 68 whiskey. He was a medic, but he was a medic in the infantry. So he went to Benning for his basic training. He deployed, hell. He deployed to <laughs> Iraq, I believe was his first deployment. Iraq or Afghanistan? With the infantry, yeah. it was a very bad deployment. You know what I mean? Jesus. And then he did more. <laughs> and then he he did more. He was a deployment junkie. I, I, I think that I could say that he was a deployment junkie. A lot of guys are, though. Mm-hmm. They don't know. know how to live when they come back, so they yeah. go back yep. because that's what they know. Yeah, well, I've seen, I've seen Carl Locker, mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner. Yep. Let's yeah. hope he heals quickly. Um, His leg got fucked up. Yeah, what is it? Thirty-seven bones they said like he that, broke, yes. right? The whole thing crushed him. Like Jesus Christ! Oh. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. It was nice to be here. Listen, yeah, I'm awesome. so glad you came down, and uh, <laughs> yes. now we're gonna have to interview Chris. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, we do. He could tell you some stuff. Yeah, I mean, both. I know how you feel, but he could tell you some stuff that might Listen, make you change your mind. I'm not a big fan of cops because I'm Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Every time I get pulled over, it's always the same bullshit. At the end of day, you know, like Ann said earlier, you know, different people are are different. You know, yeah. I can, you know, there's bad people and everything. Yeah. There's everything. great doctors. There's people there's that go into doctors yes. to be great people, and, and they're like, I volunteer, I'll help anybody. And then there's crazy doctor Kevorkians. Yeah. But for like, like for me, it just sucks. Bad it? yes. Oh right? my god, it just sucks though. Like the whole fact that. Like, I can't hold the steering wheel or put my hands up, right? You're not the only person that has to do that, and though. Then at the end of the day, I'm like, black. When they're like, Stop it. I know you are. But I'm saying, like, it just sucks because, like, give me you a license. You have a like, gun registered. Do you uh, have it in the car? Oh, uh, no. I'm reaching for my license. Don't move. Okay. Well, you want my license or not? Like, you know, but. My license is in my pocket. I don't I've know how to help you. Cops. Uh-huh. And I've had it. I've had some good experience with cops. Uh-huh. And that's the way it is with everything in life. So that's, am I. Yeah. I mean, I currently am having a very good experience. Let me just put it out there. Yeah, no, we definitely have to have Chris. Chris, you're coming on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's going to listen to this yep. whole thing. Yep. So, so yeah. you're going to be on here one of these days. And I think we're out of here All at right. this point. So see ya. Thank you for being here, Mariah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It is in the DM.
Bye. See Bye. ya. Bye.